Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning to share with you today's episode of our ongoing everyday fellowship with the Word. Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, Holy Father, thank you. The entrance of your word brings light, it brings understanding, it drives away darkness and brings us to light, opening up our heart to receive all the fullness of what you have for us. Thank you, Eternal Father. Thank you for your love that never changes. Thank you for your gift of righteousness. Thank you because you have saved us and saved us eternally. Thank you for the bliss of heaven that we enjoy. Thank you for the health that we enjoy. Thank you for the protection and the provisions. We give you the praise. And I pray that the heart of every man who hears will open to receive more and more. That this kingdom will continue to expand in us. Be thou exalted. Be thou magnified. And be thou glorified. Thank you so much, precious daddy. We give you all the praise and the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, Amen and amen and amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to read for you this morning the book of Colossians chapter 1 beginning from verse 24. Remember we read 26 on Sunday concerning the mystery of all mysteries. I've been talking to you about the, this is sa, ma, bro, sis. This is the climax. This is the mystery of all mystery this is what god has been trying to communicate and you know god knew right that it would be difficult for man to really grasp and so he began to build it layer upon layer it's like it's like giving you a map to a treasure that's why the bible says in hebrews chapter 1 that in that before in times past he spoke to our fathers through the prophets in portions in fragments in pieces why was the pieces because he was drawing the map of our total redemption one level at a time and he continued to reveal it one level at a time and the fullness of it is where you and i need to come to every journey must have a destination right I'm sure some of you are shocked to hear what I said uh, this yesterday or I think day before yesterday where I was saying that if you have this idea that the Bible is a book you continue to read and read and read, go up, go left, no direction, then you miss the point. It's a map that's supposed to take us from one destination to another. And what is that? That dead men in Adam are raised to life in Christ. Let me say that again. Don't forget the Bible says in Adam, all men die. But in Christ, right, the dead men are raised to life. The gospel is not leave your religion, come and join my own. Leave your denomination, come and join my own. The gospel is that all dead, because religion is for dead men. Don't forget, dead men who are trying to connect to God. God came down to us, right, to meet us where we are. To dwell in us, to dwell with us, to tabernacle with us. Don't forget, I showed you from the beginning of the map, I showed you last Sunday in Exodus, where 
the intent and the purpose of the tabernacle that God asked them to build was what he says that I may dwell with them. That means I may be with them, right? That is, that is me, God, will come down to be where they are, right? And then, of course, I tried to explain that a little bit on Sunday. And we'll continue to look at that during the week. But don't forget the idea that the Bible is a book. You continue to read all your life. You never come to today. You don't know whether you are saved. Uh, next tomorrow, you don't know whether God is happy. You're going back and forth. That one only benefits men. Because you are more open to exploitation, right? When there is confusion, when there is no certainty. Religion takes away your certainty. You, you are not sure where you are with God. Um, This pastor comes today, he says something else. Another one says something else. No, sir. The gospel is a map of life. It's supposed to take us from death to life. Is supposed to take us from the first Adam, 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 the first Adam, to the last Adam in Christ. Like as as I said to people, the Spirit of God opened my eyes to see this. When I said to people, look, from God's point of view, right, there are only two men in existence, only two men, the first Adam and the last Adam. The first Adam is the Adam, Adam, you read in the Genesis, and the last Adam is Christ. You are either in the first Adam, or you are in the last Adam. So the gospel is supposed to translate us from the first Adam to the last Adam, where we find life, right? That's why Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have that life more abundantly. If men were not dead, why will he come to say, I came to give them life? And don't forget, the people he was talking about were not the people in the grave. When he said, I came to give them life, he wasn't talking about men in the grave. He was talking about men who are living, walking, breathing. But they are dead in Adam. Because every man, don't forget what the scripture said, all men die in where? Adam. But then there's hope of resurrection in Christ. So the gospel, my gospel, is designed by the grace of God to move men from dead in, death in Adam to life in Christ. And that's the destination. When man's consciousness, when man becomes aware who he really is. That's the solution of all things. That's the climax of all things. Now, now, before I continue, let me read the scripture and then it will help you understand more. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 24. I can even celebrate, this is the Apostle Paul speaking here, I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf. Think about that. He's not saying, you know, I welcome the pain. God is causing the pain. He said, no, I have suffered many difficulties. Of course, you know, Apostle Paul suffered many difficulties. He was beaten many times. He was on the sea a lot of times. He was rejected a lot of times. So he said, look, because of this gospel, eh, because I know what this gospel is, he said, I can even rejoice in all those my sufferings, all those things I have suffered, all those sorrows that I have had because of you. He said, I can even, I can even rejoice. Now, listen, he says, for as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to discover what lacks in your understanding. Listen to this carefully. What lacks in your understanding of the sufferings Jesus Christ experienced for his body, the church. What did they lack? What were, What was the issue here? What is lacking here? They did not fully understand, right, the meaning of the sufferings of Christ. Why Christ suffered? They didn't understand it. And that's the problem with the church today. 
They don't know the meaning. Listen, I can, I can stand anywhere and say this. It's just that in this part of the world, right? Many people have been so much damaged that what they seem to believe, they seem to believe whatever a celebrity said. If you have a large church, you have a large crowd, you have plenty of money, then they seem to believe what you said. And that tells you how flesh we are. I remember, this is a little bit digression, but it's good to mention this kind of thing. I remember a few years ago here, just last year or so, a young man was all over social media, you know, talking about the money, this and that, many this and that. And when you look at the structure of the business, you don't have to be an expert. When you look at the structure of his business, you know that this guy is definitely going to collapse. You, It was very clear. You didn't have to be a financial expert. You can ask one or two questions. You know that there is something fundamentally wrong about the way this guy is conducting this business. But guess what? Churches started inviting him. Churches started putting billboards on, on uh, for him. If he shares something on Facebook, oh, the whole world will share it. We'll celebrate you. We did this. We did this. Well, after a short while, they found out that he was a fraudster, right? The business he was doing was simply taking money from people and paying other people. That's what he was doing. But guess what? Churches were inviting him, putting him on billboard to teach who? Who was he teaching? Teaching believers. It just tells you how disconnected the church of today is from the real truth and so now don't forget that what happens to you is that when the light of god comes right is supposed to lighten you from inside now what is the problem today we can teach people how to be a good husband in church how to be a good wife how to become successful teach them about their enemies Pray drastic prayers so that they will survive this year. But what they lack to understand is that their salvation is tied, the experience of the salvation is tied to their understanding of the meaning of the suffering of Christ. Christ has suffered, but what does it mean? It's supposed to bring you and I to completion. It's supposed to bring you and I again to completion. Now, so Apostle Paul is saying here, what you lack is understanding of the suffering Jesus Christ experienced for his body. He says the church. Now, listen to this carefully. And this is the key point I want to point out here. He says, this is the very reason I have been made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body. Why? So that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word of God. Brother Paul says, hey, your disconnection is that you don't understand, right, the meaning, why Jesus died, what his suffering means, right? And because you lack that understanding, he said, it is that reason God has called me as a minister to unveil that detailed plan. Because in understanding the sufferings of Christ, you will understand that God had a detailed plan, right? And that plan is what he's been communicating from Genesis, as I showed you in Exodus last Sunday, right? And so that's verse 25 where it says, so because you don't know, the reason I've been made a minister is that I will unveil that detailed plan. That means equip you with the word of God. What is the word of God supposed to equip you with? That detailed plan. That you understand the whole thing. Now he now goes on to verse number 26. Where we read last Sunday. And he says there is a divine uh, mystery. I love this. A great surprise. Why is it a surprise friends? 
Why would it be a surprise? What is it that surprises you? Something coming from where you did not expect. It makes you surprised. You're expecting it to come from somewhere. And I was going to send that. I saw a meme on Facebook. And I was going to send it. I hope I send it. It's a man opening a fridge, right? Opening a fridge looking for food. But the man's stomach is so big. And they had a, they had a caption for it. They say, what you're looking for outside is inside, inside of you. And that is so true. You and I have spent our life looking for God, not realizing where he is. Understanding that truth is understanding the fullness of God. Understanding that truth is coming to having now an understanding of the full plan of God, right? God has used prophets. God has used a nation. God has used different people. God has manifested in different ways. But what is the climax of it? What is the end of it? There is a divine mystery. A secret surprise that had been that has been concealed from the world for generation from the beginning. No, it was concealed, right? And that's that is what you see in all the stories of the Old Testament. It doesn't matter the story of Adam, the story of uh, Esther, the story of this, the story of that, all those stuff. Now, when people read the story of Esther, they start to get the idea that what the story means is how you go lock your God is not hearing you. You go lock yourself and then you fast and then you pray, you do all that. After you have done it, finally, finally, God will start to hear you and then God will have mercy. I, I, I was playing on Facebook yesterday. I saw where uh, one of our beloved, beloved man of God was saying that, you know, he was leading a prayer and he was saying, say to God, God, you know, I have no, um, I have no, um, I have nothing in my parental upbringing. God, you know, I have no security in the family I was born with. God, you know. So now God, come and help me. Look, that that may appear to you, but it just tells you, you don't understand God, you don't understand the gospel, you don't understand the detailed plan. So the idea of such prayer, notice, notice this, such prayers will connect to men, right? Because it's emotional. But you're thinking that, oh God, so God is not aware, right? God is not aware who your parents are. God who sent you is not aware that you were born to a poor family. God is not aware of that. So now that you have to now make him understand. And when God understands that, he will now say, hmm, he will pity you out of his emotions. He will try to help you. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. There is religion and there is life in Christ. Such things, notice carefully, such ideas is not only unique to Christianity. Muslims will pray that kind of prayer. Hindus will pray that kind of prayer. Anybody will pray that kind of prayer. So what is the difference? Don't forget, I said it again. The gospel is not leave your religion, come and join mine. My religion is better than yours. No, the gospel brings all religions to an end. Why? Because every religion is seeking God. Whether you call it Islam, whether you call it Christianity, or no matter whatever you call it, they are seeking for God. They have no idea where God is. And that, Brother Paul says, that mystery that has been conceived for generations. But notice, but now it is being revealed. Being here, B-E-I-N-G, the verb here is continuous. Is being revealed, right? Unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Notice that the people who will experience it are holy believers. Why are they called holy believers? They, they have been set apart because they have believed this truth. 
believing the truth of God in man, Christ, the living Christ in man, sets them apart, makes them holy. But don't forget, this experience is exclusive only to those who believe it. And that is why it has to be unveiled. It has to be preached for men to graduate. All of you, the majority of the people, listen to me here, you were born into religion, one religion or the other. So you had an idea of God, right? But don't forget, this is the conclusion of the matter that lacks in every religion. Religion tries to point you to a God that is somewhere, a God that don't know you, right? You have to go and remind him how you were born from poor parents, how your parents don't have anything. And after you have said that, it will touch God. God will not say, okay, I I forgot that this my child here was born of poor, poor parents. Now I know. And don't forget, what you are calling poverty is not poverty in the eyes of God. What you are calling poverty is that you don't have things, right? Again, it just tells you how disconnected religion is from the reality. But such things, such things will will move crowd. It will move a lot of people. Because why? It can connect to their flesh. It can connect to their worries. It can connect to their concern. And that's why they keep being in loop. Today, you are begging God to help you because of your family. Tomorrow is something else you beg him. Next tomorrow is something always learning, always listening, but never coming to an end. Now, don't forget, you have to know this mystery. You have to see this mystery. The Bible said it's been revealed. As I speak to you, it's been revealed. As I speak to you, it's been unfolded. What does it lead to? Manifestation right? And don't forget, it says, for every holy believer, this is something we're supposed to experience, but it starts from believing it, seeing the revelation, believing it, right? And what did he say? Living, what is that mystery? Living within you is who? The Christ, who floods you with the expectation of glory. Guess what? He floods us with the expectation of glory. What does that mean? He floods us. He fills us with the expectation of glory. So what? when this revelation right fills your heart, the only expectation you have is the manifestation. The glory is the showing forth. It's like showing forth everything God is, right? You are not. The hope is in you, right? And that hope purifies. That hope helps. That hope builds up. That hope helps up. And the more it is in you, the more, right, the glory is showing forth. Don't forget, beloved, the plan of God has always been to show himself through us. That's why he made you in his image and likeness. So that when men look at you, they say, wow, that's what God looks like, right? Doesn't that make sense, right? Why will he create us in his image and likeness, right? It's so that it's so that in us, through us, is revealed. God is spirit. He doesn't have a human body, right? But it is in, in us that man can experience him, right? Otherwise, everything would be spooky, spooky, spiritual, spiritual, right? But that which is in the heavenlies have to be here on earth. Don't forget the prayer, right? That the earth is just as heaven is, right? And so, the only way to do it and make it is through man. That's why he made man in the first place. And why did man get into trouble? He forgot his path. He forgot who he is. And then he went his own way. Now, the gospel is supposed to bring you and I back to that completion. When you realize, sir, that the glory of God is to manifest through you, through me, through my voice, through my hand, through my works, that men will see me and they will see my father. They will see how kind God is. 
They will see how pure God is. They will see how holy God is. They will see how kind, how merciful God is. And like as I said to you, these things that men are praying for are no longer prayers. It becomes their everyday living reality. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I hope this is making more sense to you. Don't forget the idea that the Bible is something you will learn all your life, never coming to completion. You come learning, don't know where you are today. You don't know whether you are saved. Tomorrow, you don't know. Tomorrow, they say it's this one. The next tomorrow, they say it's baptism. They say it's sanctification. They say it's giving. They say it's that one. They say uh, there are seven mountains of God. What is that? All that leaves a man to emptiness, right? The fullness comes when a man wakens to the reality. That God has made a home in him. And those who have not can open their heart and receive him. How do you receive him? You believe what I'm telling you. God is available everywhere. The moment you open up your heart and start to believe Christ lives in you, that's it all, right? That's, that is what is supposed to be. And then the experience begins. Amen and amen. I'll stop here and then I'll come back to you again tomorrow. Please listen again and again and again until the light starts to shine. And if you have any question, don't forget to get back to me and help me, beloved. I plead with you. It is for this reason, just like Apostle Paul called, that God has also called you and I, that will preach this gospel that will bring man to the fullness of everything that God has for him. Don't forget, in the past, he spoke in parts, but the complete picture is found only in Christ. And that is why Christ must be preached. Don't forget that this morning, you have been served. Shalom.